He's handsome and smart. A true blue Jets and Knights fan. A part of Australia's Hollywood royalty. From General Hospital to Occupation Rainfall, NCIS LA to All Saints. Newcastle Live Radio's very own Nova Castrian in Hollywood. It's time to cross to LA to catch up with Zach Garrod. Zach Garrett is joining us live from LA where he's been visiting the Renaissance Fair. So what uh, what is a Renaissance Fair and what uh, what has he been up to? Good morning or good afternoon, Zach Garrett. Good, uh, very sunny, hot, sweaty, dusty afternoon from the 17th century, Tracy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Obviously, uh, you've been allowed to sneak in the modern technology into the 17th century. <laughs> Yes, they, 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 I missed the pat down on the way in, you know, so I don't want to break <laughs> character too much. No, please don't. <laughs> Tell us, what is it all about? Oh, it's really fun. I think a lot of people have seen these things in movies and TV shows. Everybody gets dressed up in medieval clothes and comes and hangs out uh, and follows jousting and things. As I currently walk past, there's a big pub call of what appear to be crusading knights. Oh, nice, um, nice. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge fairground. It's, it's colossal. It's massive. It's out in Irwindale. It goes around a big dam. And there's just, like, literally stalls that sell suits of armour and swords. There's a blacksmith. There's a jewel smith. They sell, you know, turkey legs and mead. And it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds amazing. What prompted you to yeah. head out there? Just the spectacle of it? Well, there hasn't been one for two years. And I put a photo up on Facebook of my friend Ryan, who I met when I was working on a TV show over here. And he comes all the time. And he, what he's wearing in the photo, he has multiple sort of outfits. He's got swords and daggers and all kinds of bits and pieces. And when he first took me out here, like in 2014, he was like, yeah, let's go to Ren Fair. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you'll see, you'll see. Gave me a sword, gave me a tunic. And uh, that was it. I just wandered around in, in sort of the medieval times like it's Winterfell. <laughs> a very dusty Winterfell, but... <laughs> I love it. I loved it. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of fun, Tracy. It's just the, the creativity, the escapism. It's, it's amazing. So have you got a costume on today? I don't today. No, oh. I, bought a, I bought a couple of swords that are actually at my brother's place back in Lambton. Um, but I don't have anything on today. So I just sort of popped out here in my... In my sort of normal shirt and jeans, it's a little boring. <laughs> You're very but I'm with a group of people. It is, yeah, but I'm with a group of people who are incredibly uh, uh, dressed up and have wonderful costumes on, so we've had a wonderful time. Oh, wonderful. If you want to have a look at uh, at all of it, make sure you head to, uh, to Zach's Instagram page. I'm sure he'll have lots and lots uh, of details up there. Now, Zach, I'm quite concerned. You got bit by a spider. What the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> I know, Surely? right? You move to another continent. Yeah, you yeah, move, you move to another continent and you get bitten by something that is, you know, normal here. We don't even worry, you know. Unless, yeah. unless you start it's passing fairly, out, we don't worry about it. No, it's fairly pedestrian, kind of innocuous, isn't it? And then, like, it was just like a little multi bite. And then come Monday, Tuesday, it was looking a bit rough. And I'm like, oh, better go get that checked. And I went to the doctors on Wednesday and sure enough, it was infected. But uh, So it wasn't great, you know, so they put me on a brand of antibiotics. And that, long story short, I'm fine, basically. It's not like a funnel web, you know, <laughs> like you know, I'll, I'll, I'll survive. I'm not going to lose the limb. But, um, but it was sort of like the process of just trying to get treated for something like that here. Oh, it's extremely laborious. It's very difficult. Really? Yeah, yeah well, look, you know, with my insurance, I popped up to a... Um, I've just seen my friends, actually. Ryan, he's in front of me right now. That's really funny. Um, I popped up to a, 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 a like an urgent care here. And there's only what certain kinds of insurance that they take. And my insurance was just that they said, sorry, we don't take you here. I was like, well, where do I go? I said, I don't know. 
So I went down to another urgent care, and they went, sorry, we don't take your insurance here. So well, oh. where do I go? They said, well, we don't know. And then I said, well, can I just pay cash just to have the, the doctor just look at my thing and tell me what to do? Yeah. And uh, they said, no, it's actually illegal for us to see you and for you to pay cash. And I said, well, how does that work? And they said, well, your insurance company will see you got treated here and that you paid cash for it, and then they bill you and fine us. Well, that makes no what? sense to me. But that, yeah, that's, that's how it works here. It is really, really strange. So what did you end up doing? Uh, I had to go. I had to find a clinic that took my insurance. <laughs> oh, truly, only yeah. in America, mate. Only in America. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But, I mean, thankfully I found a place in the end that actually got it sorted out, so mm. it was all right. Oh, that's thankfully. good. I'm very pleased. Now, I'm going to actually talk to you about something without notice. Um, you have a... Uh, yeah. You've had a big announcement, Reith, uh, with the occupation rain forecast. Uh, Pearl yeah, Ken's a little bit is, too busy. There is some things coming. I won't say yet because I don't want to spoil the surprise until Tuesday, but they're making some announcements on a Khan. Um, so the Khan Film Festival kicks up on Monday. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be making the announcement about who the new cast members are starting on Tuesday. So, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. It's <laughs> going to be majorly exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, when, do you, yeah. uh, when do you head down here to start filming? Uh, it's looking like around about October. That's great news. So exciting. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, yeah. uh, it seems to be every couple of weeks we talk about this, another mass shooting in the U.S. Today there's been yeah. three, I believe. There's been the one in, in Buffalo. But you've had one in, uh, in L.A. You've had, uh, you've had a mass shooting at, uh, at the Baptist Church as well in North Carolina. It's just crazy. This has just happened, actually. So just before we got on air, there was actually a shooting in Laguna. Um, Laguna forest i think it was which is in the oc mm. and this is at a presbyterian church so one person has been killed four people have been injured um it's i, I mean words just escape you in this sorts of instance tracy so yesterday in buffalo 10 people were killed at a supermarket in a low-income area um a place called taps is what it's called tops mm. um then there was uh, another one in milwaukee uh there was also another one at a, at a music festival and then today there's been one at a church in Orange County. Uh, I mean, I don't know where you go with this. I really don't. I agree with you. I, you just don't know where to go anymore. Like mass shootings are as common as walking across the street down, you know, over there. And something's got to change. Something's got to be done. Like, are the NRA that powerful? Unfortunately, yes. Mm. I mean, the, 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 there's a great example, and that's Donald bloody Trump. Mm. He, after the shooting in Las Vegas, when the shooter killed, I think, around about 40 people, mm. after shooting out of a hotel room there, he used a bump stock on his gun. And Trump then took, a, took some initiative to try to ban bump stocks. It got to the point where the NRA, at that stage, were facing bankruptcy, actually. They were facing a huge downturn in membership because they just had such, a, such horrific press for all the right reasons, because they always attend places after these shootings occur and try to somehow twist the narrative and say, oh, it's not guns that kill people, it's people that kill people. But what do they do it with, you idiots? Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. So he, he tried to ban bump stocks until it got to the point where they gave him a big squeeze and said, remember who your base is. And then he backed right off and it went on as business as usual. <laughs> and on Now, the one in, in Buffalo is particularly troubling because it appears it was most likely a terrorist incident. 
this was an 18-year-old Caucasian male, generally the profile of a mass shooter, unfortunately. Mm. Oh. Looks, so things yeah. that you can buy... Yeah, you, you can buy these things readily here. Yeah. Yeah, so it was... It was, again, at a, at a place that was frequented by lower-income areas. It was mostly African-American women who were in this particular area as well. And it was the day after the welfare payments, the SNAP payments came in. So all the people were at this, at this supermarket buying their weekly groceries. Now, this shooter came from a, from a county one hour north of Buffalo and went there specifically to do this. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And, and it was broadcast on Twitch, which, again, I just can't come to grips with that. But his manifesto is basically referenced... He's taken the Christchurch massacre as one of the reasons, you know, at the basis of why he did what he did. That's exactly right, Tracy. So he, he referred to the Australian mass shooter who killed, oh, was it 50 people mm, at the mosque in Christchurch? Mm. Yeah, with an AR-15. Um, and... Further to that, too, he referenced this white replacement theory, which is this failed kind of anti-Semitic, hyper-racist uh, belief that's peddled by people like Tucker Carlson and Lauren, Bob, um, Lauren, Laura Ingram, I should say. And they've been specifically referenced in his manifesto, in the shooter's manifesto as well. So, again, these right-wing, hardcore Fox News commentariats have their hands in this. They, <laughs> now, they always try to keep themselves at arm's distance from it, saying we don't tell people to do these things. Mm. They don't need to. These people hear it, they interpret it, and they believe it, and they enact it. Now, we saw it in North Carolina. We saw it at the Tree of Life synagogue shooting uh, in 2019, or sorry, 2020. Um, this, is a, this, is, this, this is repetition. It's well beyond a pattern now. It's ingrained in the culture. And while ever you've got people like Lauren Boebert from the, the senator, sorry, the congresswoman from Colorado who mm. poses with her family holding guns, you have this kind of adversarial uh, fear that permeates through this community, through, through these people, I should say. And then they turn themselves into soldiers of fortune. They consider themselves doing something virtuous. And it's just bewildering, Tracy. It, and it's like, when we're coming to Renfair today, Alison looked at me again and said, I feel weird going into crowds. Mm. And it's not, not the first time we've said that to each other. It's a very strange feeling, you know, because I go out to the Newcastle show or I go to a Knights game back in Australia. It doesn't cross your mind for mm. a second. But even here, just for a split second, you think, oh, yeah, that's a thing that can happen. That must just be horrendous to live under. Now, what is the reaction? You know, is, is Tucker Carlson and, and the you know the right wing of, of Fox News? You know, is anyone holding them account? Is anyone actually shouting and screaming and saying, "Guys, this is what you're doing"? Uh, there are members of the media who are doing that. The mm -hmm. New York Times, and Washington Post have come out and said directly that they are being referenced in these manifestos quite frequently. And of course, they reference Donald Trump, and of mm -hmm. course, they reference a lot of these extremists who who who, who sort of. Um, cultivate this, this, this adversarial atmosphere. You know, people are coming here and they're taking away their culture, they're taking away their rights. I've got no idea why they believe that for a second, but that's what they believe. And this is the problem with nowadays with this sort of online, um, this online recruitment, this sort of online brainwashing which occurs where they get into this and they disappear into their forums. Like 8chan was a big uh, contributor to the Tree of Life shooting in, in California. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't take much for these 18-year-old kids now who feel isolated, who feel sort of ostracised in some way to turn into this. 
you rewind back to the um, to the Columbine shooting in the early 2000s, those three kids were kids who felt like, sorry, those two kids felt like they were kids who were outcasts from mm. society. And they carried out this god-awful murder of kids in a high school. These kids, these 18-year-olds now, feel as though they're being threatened racially, which is just absurd. It's just absurd. I, I just it's white privilege I just I don't get it and and you throw that, you throw that on the back of uh, what's going on with uh, with Roe versus Wade that with the fact that we don't know whether that's going to be repealed or not or what's going to happen with that how can these uh, how can these Republicans sit on one side and be pro-life and say I'm sorry but you can't have an abortion but hey you can go out and buy an, an AK you can go and buy any any kind of gun you want and that's okay yeah I've got not a clue how they can justify that whatsoever, Tracy. So in Louisiana, they're tabling a bill saying that if you have an abortion, it's murder. Mm. Right? And in, but then in one state over in Texas, you can buy a weapon and carry it without a license. And what's the purpose of a gun? To shoot and to kill. Mm. That's the only purpose it has. And, and there's a deeply troubling element with this, too, where you've got people like Ahmaud Arbery and uh, Breonna Taylor and, of course, George Floyd, who were all killed at the hands of police either for no crime or for mistaken uh, knock and uh, for for, mm. for knock and knock and enter warrants, and then you've got these these eighteen year old mass shooters who are generally taken alive without any concern after they've just killed ten African American women mostly mm. in a supermarket. It's, it's, it's very strange. It's screwed up over there, and uh, the situation with Disney just continues on the uh, the farce <laughs> of what's going on in the U.S. Tell us the latest on the uh, on the Disney in Florida saga. Oh, this is bizarre. So a guy called um, Josh Hawley, who some people may remember, he was walking into the Congress uh, on January 6th holding his fist aloft, you know, to the protesters that had gathered there. Now, he's a bit of a lunatic, and he's been censured a few times by the Congress, and he's been summoned by the Jan 6 Committee. And he's tabled a, he's tabled a request to have Disney's um, corporate benefits and also their trademarks revoked for no reason other than to punish them for standing up against the Don't Say Gay bill. And remember, as the listeners will remember, we had talked about this. Disney mm. gradually came to that. They didn't, they didn't do it immediately. They gradually got there. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is the Reedy Creek Improvement District, where Disney World is based, it was once a self-governing area when it started in the 60s. So it has its own fire department, garbage pickup, police, things like that. So Disney said, we'll build it here, we'll take care of ourselves that way, the taxpayers of Florida don't have to fit any bill. So Ron DeSantis has withdrawn their special privileges from that, meaning the taxpayers of Orange County, which is where Reedy Creek is, now have to pay $350 million a year to cover that. So again, they're sort of cutting off the nose to spite their face. It's a very strange thing to do. It's bizarre, and it's all basically a knee-jerk reaction to a bill that is just absurd to start with. They're nuts down there. It's a bit strange. It's really strange. So look, Ron DeSantis is angling for a tilt to the presidency, so he's trying to he's trying to ride that sort of populist, um, you know, uh, adversarial nature that you know that Trump cultivated. It's just, it's crazy. Now there ha- there was also Nazi flags spotted at Disney Florida. What was that about? Because I saw that on the reported on the news, but I just yeah. didn't understand what it was about. So there's this now belief that, of course, Disney is harboring pedophiles, which is, of course, you know, a perfectly oh normal God. way to think. It's, uh, it, yeah, that's how far this thing has gone. And you've got, and it always melds into some sort of neo-Nazist movement. I know it sounds melodramatic, it sounds absurd, but it is absolutely true. So you've got people flying Nazi flags out the front of Disney World right now protesting 
whatever. What they're doing, I don't know. But that in itself is a crime. It's a crime to be even displaying that symbol. It's stupid. But they're doing it. Anyway, they're doing it for a reason. I have no idea. But, you know, people are reporting them to police saying that this is just absurd. But, uh, and of course, DeSantis is trying to distance himself from it while also trying to say, well, you know, they have a right to free speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, not in this instance. No, you, you've got a right to free speech, but, you know, you, you can't say gay and, you know, oh, truly, I, yeah. I, I just don't know where to start. Now, you said that it was yeah. very hot over there at the moment. Uh, you're going to be in for an interesting summer, my friend, aren't you? Yeah, this is interesting. So New Mexico, which is a state, uh, well, it's Arizona, then New Mexico, uh, in the southwestern United States, it was the driest it could possibly be, like, possible. In meteorological terms, it couldn't get any drier. It was 0% humidity and about 36 degrees. So uh, the meteorologist said in order to have any dew point, in order to get to a point where moisture could form in the atmosphere, New Mexico needed to drop by a collective 30 degrees just to create moisture. So it's getting so dry in these places. This is on the back of a very poor snowpack up in the Sierra Nevada and on the back of bushfires that have already started in Orange Mm. County. 20 houses were destroyed in Laguna Niguel this week. So we're coming into this rather troubling summer. It hasn't been too hot here so far. It's been Mm. pretty temperate, but we have had hot days. The problem is how dry it is, how appallingly dry it is. I mean, we saw the bushfires in Colorado in winter last year, during November last year when Colorado was just blacked out with smoke. Right now in California, we're well below average rainfall, so things are quite crispy and it's a little concerning. It really is, and especially when you have a look at Hoover Dam and how far down Hoover Dam is. You know, you can't even go there for recreation anymore. It's just, it's horrible. Yeah, and there's a dam on the East Coast. I can't remember where it is. I think it's in Pennsylvania or somewhere near Jersey, I think. And its water level is dropping so low... They're finding bodies that the mob had buried there. <laughs> Bring on Sopranos. I'm not it up. I, 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 swear, yeah, I swear to God, the, the police department was saying, well, this has answered a few questions for us, so yeah. we'll just see how far the water level drops and what more we find out. But oh. this is the weird thing, you know? So obviously climate change is occurring, the water levels are dropping, and they're solving murders. Oh, <laughs> only in America. Well, listen, my friend, you yeah. go back and enjoy your Renaissance Fair, won't you? I want to see lots of photos so that we can uh, see what Thank you've you been up to. And you'll be able to, look, you can buy lots of props. If nothing else, it's a great place to buy props oh, for you. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I have a sword. I have Aragon sword, but that's back in, uh, back in Australia. I've got to find a replacement from somewhere. You have to. Just be careful. Don't carry yeah. it too far, will you? Mind you, you're in the US. You're fine. Just don't get on an aeroplane with it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. You yeah. stay safe over there. Please stay safe, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Tracy. See you later. Bye, mate. That is Zach Garrett joining us live from LA from the Renaissance Fair. Would that interest you? I know we have some of those uh, occasionally here in Australia. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Wow. If you want to see more, make sure you get onto uh, onto Zach's Instagram account. He puts lots of photographs up there and you can uh, find out what the Renaissance Fair is all about in LA. It's happening as we speak. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.